You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. Your break from the High Resource File propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington. With me as always, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Um, Thank you for that introduction. We have made it through another week where we did not look so good on the football field, but we have another opportunity coming up in a few days, and I am pretty fired up about it. Absolutely. And we had some big, well, I won't say big news, but we had some football news that came out today. So the two games that were postponed due to COVID, of course, our game against UTEP and our game against FAU have both been rescheduled. So the game at UTEP will take place on Saturday, December 5th. Um, it, the time has not been set yet, but it will be shown on the ESPN networks in some capacity. I don't know if that means, you know, ESPN2 or ESPN3 or what, but, um, that game has been moved to December 5th, and hopefully El Paso is out of lockdown by then because it has been a mess <laughs> down there. Uh, then the game against FAU is going to be at the Rock. It is going to be on Thursday, December the 10th at 5.30 p.m. That game will be on the CBS Sports Network. So those two games that were canceled are being made up. I- I'm glad they're being made up, but... It's kind of one of those things too, where you're. I'm, I'm, it's, it's kind of time to move on to the new coach and everything. I mean, you're, you know, it's going to be tough to delay the announcement of the new head coach until after that December 10th, uh, because I believe signing day is the Wednesday after that. So you got you you have will have six days from that last game until early signing day, if I'm not mistaken. So. Well, that's just one more thing that's difficult to do this year, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tell you what, though, December the 10th for that FAU game, you said it's on a Thursday? It's on a Thursday at 5.30. That means that December 11th is on a Friday. Do yes. you know why December 11th is significant? Is that your birthday? That's my birthday. Oh, wow. Pretty solid chance I'm not going to work that day. Well, dude, me neither, dude. I'm, I'm taking off. I feel a headache coming on. <laughs> I'm taking off every day from now until your birthday. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> oh goodness at least we can at least we can we can we can joke about at it at least right we now. can joke about it yeah. yes mm-hmm. um well one thing another thing to touch on this is not necessarily southern miss related but it kind of is after our show last week we kind of mentioned that there was a hurricane coming through and uh it was no joke it, it wasn't the, you know the most colossal hurricane that we've ever seen but uh, you know i look on facebook and there's jim cantori eating dinner at uh, mary mahoney's <laughs> it's like well this is fun but um, it kind of it, it really hurt a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the people in my old territory in the Loosedale area. So, uh, hey, if, I hope everybody's OK. I hope all your property's OK. Fortunately, there weren't but a few deaths f- from the storm, but uh, it definitely caused a lot of uh, property damage in the region. Yeah, I saw some of that firsthand uh, a couple of days ago. I know I called you from Loosedale over there and tons of stuff went to, you know, and Hattiesburg, again, we kind of dodged another bullet, really. I mean, it happened all hurricane season long. Not that we're done with it yet, but we're getting close to the end of it. But, um, you know, even if we were, what, 15, 20 miles south or, you know, 15, 20 miles east, 
uh, I think that, that the, the eye wall affects us more than it did. Not that it didn't get windy here. We lost power. For, I lost power for like an hour and a half, two hours. I don't know about you. Um, but it just kind of got windy. And those trees couldn't really – didn't look like they could, they could sway any more than they were swaying without coming down. But this thing was moving so fast, man, that after like 45 minutes of that, it was just kind of back to, you know, normal like thunderstorm type of stuff, right? Dude, it was wild. That wind was wild, man. I mean mm-hmm. it rained really hard, but the wind was what was crazy. And I I had a bunch of pine straw in my yard afterwards, but I had two giant limbs in my backyard that that were like 10 minutes apart landed directly on top of each other. So <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, I was able to take care of it with a, a hacksaw and, uh, and some hedge clippers and stuff and, you know, drag it out to the road. But it was just kind of one of those things. Like it wasn't like mass chaos. It was just this one spot in my backyard that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of, uh, yeah, it was, it was weird, man. I think it kind of snuck up on everybody. I don't know if we had like hurricane fatigue. Every time we turned around, you know, that sound was coming on the weather channel and there's Cantori and, we're in the cone, and then, you know, it missed us, you know, every single time. But uh, uh, I think it did kind of sneak up on everybody, but it could have been a lot worse. And I think we've got some hurricane fatigue. I think we've got some COVID fatigue. I think we've got some election fatigue. I think we've got some Southern Miss football fatigue. I think there's a lot. <laughs> so the big thing right now, we, we only have, what, a, a month and a half left. Just endure. This is, you know, this is not That's the what it is situation. Yeah. Just endure. Just get, mm-hmm. you know. My goodness. So let's talk about the game this past weekend. The Golden Eagles fell to the Rice Owls by a final score of 32-6. Jason, I do not have any good. Do you? No, I didn't write any good, any bad, or any to work on. I just, um, you know, I, I did make a note here. You know, it, it, people always talk about the three phases of the game, right? The offense, defense, and special teams. I have my own three phases of the game. And my three phases are the pregame, the during the game, and the postgame. And by by my estimation, the pregame was awesome with the 4th Street Bar. Met a lot of people there um, that said they were going to come by. Um, got to hang out with them for a little while. Had some good drinks. Had some good eats. Pregame, on point. You selling, um, out, some, you selling out some koozies to some of the uh, we did, yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. that came out? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that. Yeah, that's not the reason that they came up there, but they came and I guess they saw it and they, you know, they got a koozie. So that was cool and, and always good to just meet, you know, new Golden Eagles. So I knew some of them already, but, uh, but it was cool. I saw Trey Brennan there, right? Trey Brennan, the guy that, that runs the sound. Um, so that was cool. Um, so pregame on point. Fantastic. Um, post game, got to do a little trick or treating with the little guy, right? With Jack. Uh, it, th- there's not many things that are better than seeing the excitement on a four-year-old's face doing, <laughs> doing <laughs> trick-or-treating, man. It's, it's awesome. So post-game was great. So really the only thing that we got to work on in my game is the during-the-game experience. <laughs> now, th- th- there is beer involved now, so that helps a little bit. Um, but beer and camaraderie can only go so far. Uh, we're going to have to have some better play on the field. or just, I, I just can't take it much much more. I mean, and we get it. I mean, you know, you got three head coaches. We're on a third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's understandable, but that doesn't make it any less frustrating. I mean, you think about all we've been through in the past nine years. This is nothing we haven't been through before, but that doesn't make it any easier to deal with at this point. I mean, when you look at what we had coming back last year, it kind of felt like, 
you know, I didn't expect us to win the conference championship, but I thought we'd be in the mix. And, you know, then you have two defensive backs opt out. You have your, your, your star on defense, your linebacker opt out. You have two, you know, three different defensive linemen, one of which was an all conference player opt out. I mean, it was just one of those things where, you know, then you had COVID. None of these guys had any kind of, uh, spring camp. You know, the quarterback that came in the other day, Trey Lowe, he, he didn't come in until right before the season started. He hasn't had a lot of reps in practice. So it's just one of those things that's like the perfect storm of just, I'm just looking forward to when we get, when we can make this higher and start moving forward and start to build some momentum and some excitement. And you know, one of the things that I wrote down in my notes is that the energy just was not there. I mean, it was there sporadically. And, you know, we'd have a, we'd have a, uh, a big play, but for the most part, it just, it, it was not there. And, you know, I know Scotty brought a lot, a lot of that to the table, but, uh, you, you could just tell, you could just tell that it just, you know, there were, there wasn't, the appropriate amount of effort on some tackles and you know, it, it was, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I really thought that, that we would, um, that Southern Miss would use kind of the adversity on through so far. Um, you mentioned, you know, third head coach and, and, and COVID and everything else, uh, just kind of use that as a way to come together and maybe they have, but, um, you know, it really didn't, come out that way on saturday and i guess we can we let's go ahead and i guess give a tip of the cap to rice um a little bit but you know because they did they came out they they did they really didn't do anything exceptional (laughs) it's uh they i'm not trying to you know downplay their victory because i mean it was when you look at the stats and everything else it was kind of domination but it always kind of for the most part it felt like if we can just score right here, we're right back in it, and who knows, right? Uh, I mean, really, from the opening drive, and then as it went on, especially when when Jack went at went down, uh, it was pretty apparent that we were just not even going to attempt to throw the ball anymore. And if we'd only scored six points for like two thirds of the game, then scoring like you know another three touchdowns uh, just was was pretty far fetched. But but yeah, we knew that the defense was going to be um, was going to be tough. From last year, you know, we talked to the Rice guys. They even mentioned it. So they had some of their secondary coming back. Um, so we knew that was going to be tough. But again, I'm, I'm not sure how much of that was Rice and how much of that was was us just just kind of just having one of those games where we just kind of lay an egg offensively and um, defensively. Even though they scored 30 points, I mean, I, I think it's the one play down the field, and I know we got to block and we got to tackle and we got to wrap up and all that. But defensively, I thought there was way more effort there than offensively. Um, and it's just we just could never get anything going offensively. I mean, you can't do that. The defense is out there forever, and you get beat. Yeah, and you know, starting off the game, we took the ball right down the field. We went through it forward on a, a fourth and short, and and didn't convert instead of going for the field goal. And then we start driving again, and there's a, there's a, a ball that's just slightly behind the tight end, goes through his hands, and then right into the hands of the defender for the for the, in an interception. So it was just a couple of things like that, just a couple of just balls bouncing the wrong way type of thing. But yeah, Rice is very was a very sound football team. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, nothing really like impressive but nothing really bad either i mean they were they were just sound mm-hmm. um and then we got to see trey low you know jack abraham goes down he he gets popped on a on a on a quarterback sneak and he uh you know he gets injured he comes out and then you have trey low that comes in a transfer from west virginia he uh and and they start going to the read option 
Trey Lowe was five for six for 57 yards. Um, he also was, uh, you know, it, it, they, they ran the ball a few times on the option. He was at negative nine yards. Um, but that being said, you know, some of the running backs were able to pick up some yardage with that kind of a scheme. So I would expect that we would see more of that. If Trey Lowe is the guy this week, um, I would expect that we would see more of that. And, and two, having him, getting him reps in practice is huge. I mean, being able to build some timing with these receivers, build some rapport, um, I think that would go a long way. And, and, and this game coming up this weekend is a game that we're favored to win. Of course, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if, if Trey is the guy that, uh, I'm curious to see what he does after, after a week of practice with the first string the entire time. You know, he has absolutely looked the part the entire year. You know, we've talked about it before. When you see him out there before the game or even just standing on the sideline, the guy looks like Cam Newton, you know. And and even a, through, a, a few of the, the passes that he did throw, even though they weren't super far down the field, I mean, he looks like he can, he can really sling it. Um, it, it. I would have liked to have seen us try to use some of that speed and just throw some, some go routes, right, some go routes uh, down the field um, last game, but we didn't. Um, I think a couple of times that maybe we had a rollout in play or something like that, he gets sacked. So maybe some of those were the plays that I'm talking about. I don't know. But I, I know that we're going to have to do more against uh, North Alabama than we did against Rice. I mean, you can't score six points and expect to win any ball game. You can't get uh, – how many first downs do we have? We had 11 first downs last week. <laughs> you know, I mean, Rice's defense is good. They aren't that good, right? Um, if you have 11 first downs for an entire football game – that's um that's I think that's more reflection of how bad you did as opposed to like how good the other team did. But I know we can't do it two weeks in a row. and We have two good players to, for that to happen two weeks in a row, in my opinion. So I look for a big bounce back this week. But, yeah, I, I can't I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Trey Lowe and seeing him kind of with the, uh, you know, with, with, with the reins, you know, off of him and um, just let him get out there and ball. And again, we're not sure about the status of. Tate Whiteley or, or Jack Abraham at this point. Uh, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely ready to move on. You, you can't score six points in a, in a conference USA game and win, expect to win. This is not 2002. You know, you guys, it's a, you got to put up some more points than that. So hopefully we can, um, it, at least improve as the rest of the year goes on. Yeah. You, you almost can't score six runs in a baseball game and expect to win anymore. No. Yeah. You're exactly Much less right. football. So anyway, that one's behind us. We're one in five, man. Nobody saw this coming. How long ago was it when we were doing the first episode when we were saying, you know what? Um, seven's a horrible year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, nine is probably expected. And, you know, if we're not playing in that championship game, something went wrong. Here we are, one in five, third coach, third quarterback, seven starters gone. So that's just, you know, that's 2020 in a nutshell. And it, it goes. I, who was that? I think it was me and you and Philip uh, on that text thread the other day. I told him, I said, you know, if <laughs> if my wife if my wife can put up with me through Ellis and through COVID, then I think we're gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, yeah, it's I don't know. I I, I, I was kind of against going to this game honestly uh, a couple of days ago, but I can't stay away. So of course I'm going, and here it is Wednesday, like two days. When Monday I was like I'm not going. You know what? I can't take it anymore. It's too sad. I can't put myself through that. Yesterday I started thinking about it, wrote down some things. Now today I'm like, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> so, it, the, the outcomes have sucked, but 
you know, at least we get to play. At least we get to see some of these young guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we got a, a, a heck of a leader in Frank Gore Jr., so I want to see what he does. Um, but, and we, we, as of right now, we've got seven home games scheduled this year. We still have three to go. So hopefully this one will work out. So this Saturday, that's November the 7th, Southern Miss is hosting the North Alabama, what are they, the Lions? They are the Lions. Roar Lions. North Alabama Lions. Southern Miss 1 and 5 on the year. North Alabama is 0 and 2. This game, 2 p.m. on ESPN3. Jason Baker and Dustin Allman on the call yet again. So. And from what I heard, Allman did great. Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't want to go back and watch it, but. Um, no. Maybe I'll do that this week. <laughs> yeah. With the with, with well, no, I can't say that. I was gonna say with the volume off. That would be just counterproductive to our conversation, Raider. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but North Alabama, yeah, they are in the uh, the Big South Conference. Um, uh, it says it's an Atlantic Sun affiliated football conference. I don't know what that means. Um, they play in Florence, Alabama, coached by Chris Willis. And you know, they're a lot like. I know we have a huge. Uh, there's a huge spread this week, and we are favored by a ton. But when I'm reading this thing from Wikipedia. And, and and looking at the previous opponents that they've played, it's starting to remind me a lot of Liberty. It's a team that for in Division Two they just dominated for years and years and years and years and years. They just became Division One in 2017. Um, the Lions are distinguished as the only team to win three consecutive football national championships in NCAA Division Two. So this team can, you know, they're used to winning. <laughs> they play somebody like Southern Miss, where we're kind of down, we're kind of wounded right now. Don't think for a minute they're not coming in here thinking they can not only win, but they can dominate a lot like Liberty did. So it scares me a little bit more now, especially looking at the way we played last week. But that being said, uh, we are a significant favorite. And good Lord, let's just hope we can come out and just and, and go ahead and get that second win under our belt. And they've got – they're a team that has uh, – they've got nine players from Mississippi, two of which are from the Pine Belt. You've got uh, Daryl Sims and – Running back uh, Daryl Sims is a linebacker, and running back Ron Thompson also played at Pearl River uh, from Bassfield. Those two guys are from uh, Bassfield, so you know I'm sure they're familiar with the program and will enjoy playing in front of their uh, local crowd. Uh, also, North Texas, uh, being a, I believe they're a Division II school that's transitioning to FCS, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that. Didn't dive enough into that in my notes, <laughs> but they've got a lot of transfers, so they've got players from. Oklahoma State, Georgia State, Bowling Green, Georgia, Minnesota, Coastal Carolina, Louisville, Arkansas State, Auburn, Toledo, and Murray State. So they've got quite a few transfers there. Don't know much about the kids. I was looking kind of at the stats, and I don't know that any of the transfers necessarily – I mean, at least in the from the passing, rushing, and receiving standpoint, I don't know that any of their um, transfers from the name schools have, have – uh, are, are any of the team leaders in those categories, but they nonetheless, they're on the team. So, you know, they, they could have the potential to be dangerous. You look at their past few games. So, and we texted about this earlier today. So North Alabama has played two games this season. Their first game was a 28 to seven loss against Liberty. And you say to yourself, wow, Liberty beat us 56 to 35. Well, Liberty's quarterback, uh, Willis did not play in that game. So that kind of, uh, I would have loved to have seen how we would have done had he not played in our game. Sure. <laughs> but, no doubt. uh, that kind of explains 
the the low off lower offensive output from Liberty, and then they played Jacksonville State, falling to Jacksonville State twenty four to seventeen, a close game in Jacksonville State. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, beat FIU earlier this season. Mm. Yeah, they beat FIU nineteen to ten. So how you like here they are. You, you, you're right about this. They are. It says Division One. It says Division One FCS. Yes, they're now FCS. So we're school. FBS. We're FBS, correct? Bunch of BS. Bunch of BS. <laughs> Either way, man, we, we we can't. We have we we have the kind of team that that we can't overlook anyone. Um, you know, heck, we we were all around when when Alcorn near about beat us, right? So, um. I don't know, man. How, how good are you feeling about this game this weekend? I don't know if you can tell, but I'm more I'm more worried than I ever thought I would be being a Southern Miss fan, playing uh, an FCS opponent of any kind. Um, but here I am, even with that gigantic spread in our favor, uh, just not feeling great. Um, I feel good about it. I mean, I think, you know, y- you never know until we play the game. But, I mean, they've only had two games this year, season. Um you know, we've had more. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, some of the players mix in. Tim Jones played the other day. He still didn't look 100%, but he did play. So mm-hmm. if, if he can progress, I, I'd like to see how that goes. So I feel good about it. Um, but, again, as we've seen in the past 24 hours, you really can't take anything for granted. You have to <laughs> go out there and, and make sure you got it. So hopefully – uh, they'll come out this weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited. This, it, you know, the weather's been great this week. Hopefully that translates to this weekend. Hopefully it'll be another beautiful day at the, and it was a beautiful day on Saturday too. Oh yeah. That might've been the best part of the day for sure. <laughs> um, but, but no, it's, 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 uh, it is what it is. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to see some more players out there. I'm hoping to see some guys like, you know, it, it's really, it's positive too to see some of these tweets. Uh, you know, we talk about social media a lot, but everybody's got it these days and that's where everybody gets most of their information. But, you know, you wonder about some of these guys that just came in that are kind of coming into their own with being able to transfer next year with no issue and we haven't got a coach and all that stuff. It's nice to see people like you mentioned Gore already, but it's nice to uh, see people like him and Jason Brownlee tweeting out like, you know, we got, Five more to go or whatever it is, however many more games we have. Um, you know, they're looking forward to playing these games. So that's kind of what keeps me coming back to as kind of disgusted as I am with just this, the, uh, the state of the program overall, because we all remember how awesome it was and we're going to get back there again. We're just down right now, but people, you know, seeing stuff like that from, from, from those guys, uh, gives me hope that they haven't given up. They aren't mailing it in. They're not one of these guys that are going to quit. And if they're not quitting, then damn it, you know, I'm not quitting either. So I guess that just keeps me going. Let's talk about this coaching search real quick. One of the names that uh, came up this past week, and it was a name I don't believe that we've mentioned on the show, but it's a defensive coordinator from Indiana, Kane Womack. If you, you, you might remember Kane, his father, Dave Womack was the defensive coordinator here for quite some time. He also played here under Larry Fedora. So Kane started his career at Arkansas, transferred to Southern Miss um, for the uh, remaining three years of his eligibility. Then he went off into coaching. So he has coached at uh, – he was at UT Martin as a quarterback coach. Then he was at Jacksonville State. Then he was a graduate assistant at Ole Miss. 
defensive coordinator at Eastern Illinois, defensive coordinator slash linebacker coach at South Alabama, linebacker coach at Indiana, and for the past two seasons, he has been the defensive coordinator at Indiana. So you've got a guy that's very familiar with Southern Miss, got to done a good job everywhere he's gone. He's familiar with the area. I think he could be an interesting name. You know, of course, you with the defensive coaches, you really need a a home run hire of an offensive coordinator hire. Um, so we'll 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 see what happens. But Kane has definitely uh, earned the opportunity. So we'll we'll see what happens. I wonder how exactly he. I mean, I, I know he's gone up through the ranks, but Wikipedia here says that he played fullback at Arkansas. What, what did he play when he got to Southern Miss? Do you know? Tight end. So he was on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and now he's considered a defensive coach. I know he's a defensive coordinator now, but well, so he's, had, he's had experience on both sides of the ball. And, and anytime you have a question, just call Pops. I mean, that was one of the best defensive coordinators we've ever had. You think about some mm-hmm. of those teams in the late 90s, uh, mm-hmm. and then he came back here briefly. Uh, you know, that 99 defense, one of the best ever. So, you know, that's not working out for Lane Kiffin very well, though. Well, no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that's cool. And, you know, I, there's been rumors of, you know, who he might bring on as an offensive coordinator, too. I don't know if that's out there for me to say or not, but um, that would be really cool. That would be a game changer for me. It could get interesting mm-hmm. if he's the guy. And yes. You know, the the candidate we talked about last week, of course, I'm talking about Jamie Chadwell, the head coach for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. He is a guy that uh, Jeremy McLean already hired one time to be the head coach at Delta State. So there's a relationship there already. Um, but he is blowing and going this past weekend. They defeated Georgia State 51 to nothing and earned a number 15 ranking in the top 25. So. Um, this is, we, we are definitely going to have to step our game up financially. I think we're prepared to do that, but I don't know how much competition we're going to have for this guy because he is having an amazing season this Saturday. They take on South Alabama. So that ought to be fun to watch and make me feel really good about our season. What time is that game? Seven o'clock. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll be finished by then. I think, right? Saturday yeah. uh, for us is 2 o'clock. We should be. It would take like a five-hour game. Chadwell is very, very – we have a very interesting um, list of candidates in which to choose from. You know, if these are in fact – you know, the, it's not like we're in on the meetings, right? Right, exactly. Um, But we're kind of in the know. He, uh, he might have to lose a game or two for us to – so, I mean, I, you know, we not that we couldn't give him a significant pay increase, and that sounds crazy to a lot of Southern Miss fans, but um, and I think there and I think Coastal is probably going to offer him a significant pay raise, raise to stay as well. Sure, and this could be looked at as golly, do you think it's possible that it could be looked at as I, I want I was going to say a lateral move, but maybe a, a I mean I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth, but I mean he's doing so well at at Coastal right now, they're ranked right. They're kind of like what Southern Miss was for decades and decades and decades. Um, I don't want to say we're in a rebuild because I think we got a lot of pieces to the puzzle right now. And somebody comes in with an offensive mind and looks around and they're like, "Holy crap, you got speed everywhere!" I'd, I'd like to say that's that that that's a check in the in the good column, but I mean, 
do you think it would kind of be a lateral move outside of pay? Uh, you know, it's it's something that he's already built up. He could definitely stay there and continue building on what he's doing and, and, and mm-hmm. slingshot that into a higher profile job. So, I, you know, right now it's really tough to say. I mean, we have the the tradition and the the um, you know the recruiting footprint, but uh, look, you know, it hasn't gotten us very far this season. So, um, hopefully, working for Jeremy would be a big thing. He's a guy that knows the area really well, mm-hmm. um, and he's got a he's got some tougher games on his schedule. They still have App State. They still have the last game of the season. They take on Liberty. Um, so, you know. Winner gets cut. Winner gets cut. Southern Miss. That's yeah. At that point, I'd have to. <laughs> that point, I'd have to. If, if I love Chadwell, at that point, I'd have to root for Hugh. Jeez, twenty twenty just keeps kicking me right in the nuts. Well, let's touch on the NFL real quick. Um, one player to mention, Nick Mullen. So in the game this past weekend against the Seattle Seahawks, Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Nick Mullen comes in there. About right at the end of the third quarter, Nick has an excellent fourth quarter going 18 for 25 for 238 yards and two touchdowns. So Garoppolo expected to be out for the rest of the season. Nick Mullins will be on as long as they get to play the game, which it looks like they're going to get to play now tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, that is November the 5th. The 49ers are hosting the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. Now the kicker to that is San Francisco had a couple of guys, um, two of which are would be targets for Nick, who are going to be out, and also his beloved tight end is going to be out as well, George Kittle. So Nick's going to be without some of his weapons. It's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the Saints a few weeks ago where they. You know, for the past few weeks where they haven't had all their receivers in, in play. So Nick's not going to have his normal targets and they're going to be taking on a very tough Green Bay football team, but hopefully he can show out like he did in his first game on Thursday night football a couple of years ago against the Raiders. Seems like every time Nick gets his shot, right? His quote unquote shot. He's, he's never, he's never got a full team. <laughs> right. You know? Um, I mean, and, you know, everybody knows about defensively. Um, you know, Bosa's out for the Niners and, now Kittle, probably in my mind, you know the best tight end in football, maybe the best weapon that they have. He's out. That they just cut Pettis. Um, so, but you know, hey, a shot is a shot, and he sure looked good at the end of that game. People talked about it was it was mop up, damn mop up duty, but I mean he was 18 for 25 for 238 in one quarter. <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty incredible. Uh, even if it is mop up duty, um, you know he brought him back to within a score at one point. So, you know, I'll be glued to the tube. I do have to hope for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to do really well because they're on my fantasy team. So if the Niners could win like 52 to 50, uh, that would be great for me. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that weird about fantasy football these days? I mean, the the conversation has just completely changed from even like a decade ago for me. Such on some Southern Miss basketball news this week. So it was announced that Conference USA is going to change the format yet again. So rather than playing games on Thursdays and Saturdays against the same team, we will now be playing games on Friday and Sa- Fridays and Saturdays against the same team. This will, you know, definitely cut down on travel. They're saying it'll help cut down with the uh, exposure, potential exposure uh, regarding COVID. So, um, it's going to be a little different this year. We're going to be playing a lot back to back every single weekend. 
some of them be home, some of them be away, and they will always be against the same team with the exception of the split series against Louisiana Tech. So if you want basketball, you're going to get basketball. It's just going to be different. Right, and I'm looking forward to basketball a lot. This is really weird, but what hadn't been so far this year? Uh, and, and it's not like these guys aren't used to playing every day, okay? I mean, I know back-to-back, it seems like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with these kids? They're out there. They practice every day. I think practice is a hell of a lot harder than a game usually anyway. So having that back-to-back, I think it's – I wonder how Ladner's going to handle it. I mean, every coach is uh, – well, every coach in Conference USA is going to be kind of in the same boat here. Um I like that we have a little more depth. I mean, if if this had been last, yeah, I mean, last season, it would be a, a much bigger challenge. Um, and yeah. the results probably would have been the same anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> but with the depth that we've got now, um, I think that kind of will play. And every team's going to have the same obstacle we've got as far as playing on the backs-to-backs. So the teams with more depth, um, you know, because, too, you're probably going to have some guys miss games due to COVID. It's just the nature of the beast. And I'm not saying that we're the deepest team in the league, but we're definitely deeper than we have been. Sure. And I'm looking forward to watching a lot of a lot of these uh, new guys too. That was a um, that was a cool thing you sent me earlier today with uh, Artur and the new guy from Estonia, Jackson. Yeah, that was cool to watch that. I'm looking forward to watching both of those guys out there. And we do, man. We we, we have more depth than which you know we didn't have a lot to to begin with over the last six or seven years but um but this team's got a ton of it so i don't know a whole lot of them it's going to take me a while when i first start to watch these games to figure out who's who but uh once we get rolling man this team has a has a chance to be pretty good yeah shout out to heath hinton with big gold nation for that interview Mm -hmm. with the estonian connection uh I, i really enjoyed it um let's get some shout outs my first shout out uh shout out to Haley hunter from wjtv had uh, had me oh, on yeah. the game the other day. It was a, a great time. She was super cool. And also, Coach Ladner was on after me. And I think she just put out a clip of her interview with Ladner. If you want to check that out, it was cool to hang with. I get to catch up with Ladner um, as well. Also, shout out to Chris Vanini of The Atlantic. I did an uh, interview with him last week. It's going to be – he has an article coming out about the state of Southern Miss football. So you want to be on the lookout for that with The Athletic. Jason, what about shout-outs this week? Well – you're such a VIP man. My shout outs are not near as cool, I don't think. Um, although well, I, I never, did I never out. leave the house, so I just have to go with the ones that I. <laughs> <laughs> you can call us from the Athletic and this, you know, news reporter from Jackson, and you know, I'm meeting my buddy Steve up at Fourth Street. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I, so I, I think I might have mentioned them earlier. But uh, Ryan Worsham um, from North up in North Mississippi drove all the way down. Um, I think he, he coaches soccer up there around like the Tupelo area. I think. Drove all the way down for the game. Um, I met up with him at Fourth Street and his crew. I did not meet his crew. I did hand him some hug, some uh, koozies. I uh, wish I would have got their names, but Ryan never introduced us, so that's on him, I think. Um, it's typical. Ryan. Also, yeah, I I, I also uh, of course Farmer was there. Um, hung out with Farmer a good bit, but Stephen Brockley was in the house. Uh, former kicker at Southern. He actually joined us in the stands too. He came and, and said hey, um, and, um, and and our good friend Johnny Hackney uh, finally came in, came and said hello. He actually bought me a beer and I was supposed to buy him the next round, but I think I got so disgusted that I forgot about it. So this next game I'm definitely gonna have to buy him a beer. So it was cool to see everybody. Every, like I said, everything was great pre, post, and some of the during, but we got to do better this week. 
Absolutely. So you guys don't forget this Saturday at the Rock, November the seventh, two p.m. ESPN three, Southern Miss, North Alabama. Let's get after it. Let's get another victory. Because uh, the rest of them are going to be tough. So let's go ahead and get one while we can. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.